I be- oh, there we go. All right. Good morning, church. Solid. Um, I will say this right off the bat. Bumper videos are awesome because I can just stand up here and it's not weird, right? Because then I'm not saying anything, right? Because you're focused on a screen. But as many of you might know from me standing up here, uh, I am not Pastor Mike. I'm sorry if that absolutely blew your mind, um, but I am not him. Um, I'm about three inches shorter and not your head pastor, but that's fine, you know, because he and a couple of the other elders got COVID, um, so they're kind of resting, recuperating from that, and I think about Wednesday at 4 p.m., Mike messaged me, right, and he said, hey, like, I have COVID, some of our elders have COVID, and nobody can speak, how would you feel about speaking, and Out of total transparency, um, I was sitting in my office chair, right, just kind of typing away, getting ready for youth. Um, If you don't know, I'm the youth director here, so Wednesdays are kind of my prep day. And then, you know, it's go time at around 6.30. But I'm spending time on my computer. I see this message come through, and I just sat there for a solid 30 minutes just frozen. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say, right, because I've been here almost two months now, and, like, this should get me rookie of the year, Uh, Just because I feel like, you know, I'm still getting to know you, you're still getting to know me, right? But what better way to do that than to just stand up here and just go for it, right? And it kind of made me think back to my high school days, um, specifically freshman year, because, you know, I was transferring schools. I was going to a school called Ocean View. I was supposed to go to Huntington Beach High School. Uh, I know for some of you guys that know Huntington Beach High School, uh, you're looking at me like I'm a traitor, and that's okay. Um, But I really enjoyed Ocean View. And I went there to play baseball. Um, And come around the end of summer, I'm at this camp, and I see a little tiny flyer for volleyball camp. And I'm like, hey, played volleyball in middle school. Why not? I need to know as many people as I can at this school. Uh, I ended up quitting baseball uh, for reasons I have no idea. Um, But it goes to about like spring season. That's when volleyball starts. Uh, And if you don't know anything about high school sports, uh, they're very competitive. Some schools are, at least. And there's three different levels that you can be on. You can be on the freshman, sophomore team, the junior varsity team, or the varsity team. And if you really don't know high school sports, I'll break those three down even further. Freshman, sophomore is about, you know, your, it's your first year playing, right? Like, some schools use it to develop people. Uh, you're not really the best. Nice way of putting it. Um, And then there's JV. And JV, right, is kind of like, oh, you know, you're not good enough to be varsity, but, like, you're better than the Frostoff people. So you're just kind of stuck in the middle. And then there's varsity, right? And varsity is like cream of the crop. That's what you want to be on. That's what you strive for in high school sports. And I tried out for volleyball. Um, I made the JV team. It was awesome, right? I'm playing with a bunch of people that I became friends with. They're about my age and, and about my height. And at this time, I was like 5'1", right? So I'm a little tiny guy. Um, I obviously grew a little bit. But, right, I'm playing with these guys that are my height, my age. They're my friends. It's awesome. And the first day of me being on JV, I'm getting my bag to the getter to go home. And the varsity coach pulls me aside and says, hey, Ryan, uh, we want you to play varsity this year. And that same feeling of like, what on earth am I doing? is uh, what I felt today uh, and what I felt for for today because, right, like this, this is my varsity level, right? I don't normally get to talk to many adults uh, outside of the parents of my students. And it's weird, right? <laughs> like it's weird. But 
Honestly, that fear and that anxiousness kind of got replaced by excitement, right? Because what better way, like I mentioned earlier, what better way to get my face out there, get to know you guys, than by standing up here and getting to, like, talk to you all at once instead of just individually. It's awesome, right? Uh, If you can't tell, I'm freaking out on the inside, but we're going to get through this. So a little bit more about me. Um, I've lived in Huntington Beach my whole life, born and raised. Like I said, I went to Ocean View High School, graduated from there, uh, and I went to about like six junior colleges uh, after that, uh, just kind of bouncing around, doing a bunch of different things, and ended up graduating from Biola. I know there's a couple Biola people in here, so you know I'm with you there. Uh, and I graduated with my degree in Christian Ministries, which basically prepped me for this because that whole degree is like working at a church. So here I am. Um, But growing up, uh, I went to church basically as long as I could remember uh, and didn't really give my life to Christ until about sophomore year of high school. So this is after I had made that jump into varsity, which like really made me a little more mature, but that's fine. Um, But that's a big reason why like I have a heart for youth ministry is because I gave my life to Christ in that time. So it's really hits home for me. And this morning, I kind of wanted to keep in line with the church quake theme, right? I wanted to keep in line with what Pastor Mike was setting up. Uh, and I get to dive a little bit more into kind of like who I am, my story, but, but mainly I get to talk about the spiritual disciplines and how they shape us into who we are in Christ. And uh, I want to preface this, that me being up here talking about this does not make me an expert right? I'm 24. There's a lot of you that have lived way more life than me and have followed Christ way longer than me. Um, So if I say anything that you think is wrong, come up and talk to me after. Um, But this is me speaking from at least like personal point of view, right? And I think to understand the spiritual disciplines, we have to really focus on two different things. And the first one of that is the why, right? Why do we do the spiritual disciplines? Why do we practice them? And why do we put effort into them? And, you know, me being the youth ministry guy, I love why. I love how. And we'll get to the how. But I also love breaking things down, making it simple. Uh, Like little one-liners. And basically, the why we do spiritual disciplines, it's because Jesus calls us to. Plain and simple, that's the answer. Right there. Right? Jesus calls us to practice the spiritual disciplines. And he puts that all throughout the New Testament. And we even can read like Peter talking to Timothy. No, Paul talking to Timothy. Why did I write Peter? Wow. Thanks, Biola. Um, But, (laughs) sorry. Um, But in 1 Timothy 4, 7, 8, we kind of read, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And see here, Paul's telling Timothy to train in godliness and train in the spiritual disciplines, right? Because it's not just for our present life, it's for our eternal life. And Paul learned that from Jesus, right? Paul walked with Jesus, he learned that from Jesus. And even in Titus 2, like it dives a little bit deeper into the why. And like I said, I'm a big why guy, right? So I had to put two verses that kind of dive into why. And that's Titus 2, 11 through 15. And it says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great 
God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These then are the things you should teach, encourage and rebuke with all authority, and do not let anyone despise you. See, Titus 2 shows us really the biggest part of the why, right? Why do we practice spiritual disciplines? Why do we put so much effort into it? And it's because we're looking towards the future of Christ's return, right? That's why we practice the spiritual disciplines is for the future. Are they going to help you now? Yeah, right? Like you think about prayer, praying helps you now. Praying helps you get to know Christ better. But the spiritual disciplines, what they do and why we do them is because we're able to align our future values, our future selves, and our future efforts towards God. Right? And it it brings up this end goal, like clear as day end goal in Titus 2, of you're prepping for Christ's return to earth. That is the long-term future goal. And now, like I mentioned earlier, Another thing we have to do to understand the spiritual disciplines is the how, right? We went over the why, why Jesus calls us to, and we're looking towards the future. Boom, two bullet points. Now we're looking at the how, right? How does the spiritual disciplines affect our everyday lives leading up to the future, right? How do we practice them and how do they relate to us? And personally, right, this is something that I did not understand growing up. Right? I did not understand how the spiritual disciplines even interact with us, what they even do. Right, like They were just kind of something that you learned on a Sunday morning and then went on with your day and didn't really care about. But that's because, one, I was young, and two, because I wasn't really practicing them. It was more so I would hear them on a Sunday morning and be like, Yeah, Pastor, like Pastor Mike, you're talking about reading our Bible, praying. That's awesome. I need to do that. And then I would go drink coffee and completely forget everything that was brought up, right? Like, it's so easy to kind of do that. And I think the spiritual disciplines that we have talked about in Church Wake really can be broken into three different categories of the how, right? The first being inward. And I think I have a slide for that. Yeah. So inward, that's praying, Bible reading, holiness, and stewardship. See, these spiritual disciplines focus on the inward. They focus on the heart, right? In youth ministry, we talked about heart over height. For the couple youth I have here in the room, they know what that is. But basically, that's internal over external, right? We need to be able to focus on our internal because the Bible talks about how everything flows from our heart. Our heart is so important. The inward is so important that we have to have a a foundation and a baseline of these inward spiritual disciplines before we can move into the next category, and that's outward, right? And this includes service, disciple-making, hospitality, and evangelism. So we can't have the inward before we jump out because if you really think about evangelism and disciple-making, you can't have, unless you know how to pray, unless you know God's word, and unless you're actually changing your inward holiness. And then the last one, really the one that expresses it to everyone is the corporate. And corporate really just meaning all of us as a church, right? And this includes hospitality, again, worship, community, and also service. And now, 
These three ideas were something that I wish I had known, especially growing up, but really before I kind of dove into the spiritual disciplines and really trying to apply them to my life, right? Because if you think about it, you can't really understand something until you break it down and simplify it for yourself. So something I really like to do, something I really like enjoying doing uh, is working out. Uh, But specifically, I really, really love to weightlift, right? I am not a cardio guy at all. Um, The youth will tell you that because they will run circles around me and I will be over in the corner panting um, and chugging like a gallon of water just trying to regain myself. Um, But I really love weightlifting, right? And when you first walk into a gym, when you first plan on this is something I'm going to do, it can be so overwhelming because there's so many different areas you can do. There's so many different things you can do, right? And until you break it down, and do one little individual thing at a time, and really start to get the basics down, and then go into the more hard stuff, you're not going to see the results that you want, and you're not going to see the growth that you desire. And once I simplified it for myself, yeah, I started to see the difference. But in terms of like the spiritual disciplines, once I really started to break it down, once I looked at the inward, once I looked at the outward, and once I looked at the corporate, I really started to see the growth and where I wanted to be in that. Right, and this kind of ties back into the why, but why breaking it down makes it so simple for us to have it in our everyday lives is because, and Bible students from Biola uh, know this passage very well, um, but we find it in 2 Corinthians, right? We find the answer to how really in the Bible, because, I mean, God gave us all this, so of course he's going to put it in his word, right? And it's 2 Corinthians 5, 16, and 17 says this. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. Right? Once I gave my life to Christ, once I The sophomore year, when I really devoted my life to Christ, I said, God, I accept you in my heart. It's going to be awesome. Um, I sat back and waited for a major change, major life change to happen. And um, as many of you guys know, uh, that is not how that works. It is not that simple. You can't just say, God, come in, and then immediately you live out this new life. No, right? That's unrealistic. But that's exactly why we have the spiritual disciplines is because we are made new in Christ. Yes, but we can't get there unless we also put in the work. Right? We have to be doing these things to be made new in Christ, to be who we want to be into our future selves. And, and we start to really focus on the inward. Right? Like I said, I like to break things down, so I'm going to break it down for you right now. Part of living out your new life in Christ is taking it step by step. The first being the inward. And for me, that was prayer. Right? For me, praying was something that I thought you just did in a large group setting— I thought praying was something that you did for other people. I didn't really connect. It didn't really connect in my head. It didn't really stand with me that praying was something that actually got me closer to God. And, and the reason it does that is because it is an inward focus, right? Like you can pray for people very well. I know people that pray for other people and for like, peop- like the whole corporate so well, way better than I could, right? Way better than I ever could because uh, despite me being up here, talking is not my strong suit. Uh, And you would never know that. But, right, like, 
I know people that can do that very well, but I wanted to jump to that because I wanted to immediately, once I gave my life to Christ, join the corporate and join it as a whole. And that really led to like an empty feeling, not only in my heart, but really just an empty feeling in terms of like practicing that spiritual discipline. Right? And that's why you break it up into the three. And that's why I focused on the inward first, because you can't just jump to the corporate. And that's what I wanted to do, especially when it came to prayer. I wanted to pray for a ton of people. I wanted to pray for the congregation. I wanted to join in the service. But doing all of that before taking a look inward really made all that stuff that I did hollow. Right? My heart might have been in the right place. I wanted to do it because, yeah, I love Christ. I just gave my life to Christ. That's why I'm going to do this. But in reality, right, I didn't understand the why. I didn't understand how. I didn't understand that prayer actually gets you closer to Christ because it's you diving into that one-on-one relationship with him. I thought prayer was just, yeah, Lord, thanks for Sunday morning. Uh, Thanks that we actually have AC in here. Okay, bye. Great. That's what I thought it was. And I needed to, at least personally, take time to slowly jump into that as a way to actually get my heart in the right place so that I can then take that next step into the outward and then take that next step into the corporate as a whole. And see, for me, that was prayer. For you guys, it might be something different, but that's how, at least in my life, I've seen the spiritual disciplines be actually practiced very well, right? And I mean, you even look at the disciples, right? They got one-on-one time with Jesus. They, they personally, physically, and spiritually were trained by the person who gives us these spiritual disciplines to go out and do that for other people. Sadly, we don't get that same thing, right? We can talk to Jesus. We can pray to Jesus, but he's not physically there holding my hand, telling me, hey, this is how you pray to me. Hey, this is how you serve people. Hey, this is how you build community. But breaking it down, making it so that you're focused. Sorry, this mic's kind of going away from my face really quick. But making it so that you're focused on the inward first, then the outward, and then the corporate allows you to at least strengthen yourself spiritually And allows you to actually get to know Christ on a personal level, right? Because we now know the end goal of the spiritual disciplines. We know the why we're doing them. We're doing them to align ourselves with Christ, to get to know Christ better, and to be able to align our future goals, our future efforts, and our future desires with God's. That's the end goal. That's why we do them. And that's why we're able to actually come here to church. And this is why I loved when I jumped into being here, right? I loved the idea of church quick. I loved taking that one little initial step, right? Because Mike told us the first week, the assessment, the, the everything that we were doing in that, learning it, breaking it down, wasn't so that we could just be like, yeah, I'm going to practice every single one of those and I'm going to get better in every single one of those. No. No. He did that so that we could take little individual steps so that we could actually grow as a church naturally rather than forcing ourselves to do it hollowly or with yeah i'm gonna leave it at that but you know and even looking back on my experience jumping up to varsity and and really just kind of now being this little tiny freshman 14 year old playing with adults right these kids were 18 huge like six five right 
I was put into a position in my life where I didn't know what to do, I didn't know how to do it, and I didn't know who to rely on. And it's kind of similar to today, at least the difference today is one, I've had years under my belt of experience, okay, I've been trained, but also two, I have grown in the spiritual discipline of prayer. I've grown from where I first was in all these spiritual disciplines. So making this jump, being up here today, was way easier than making that jump to varsity when I was a freshman, right? I had to learn in that scenario how to pray really quick, right? At first, it was like getting down, you know, in my defensive position and just hoping and praying that the ball doesn't hit me in the face. Simple. Uh, Today, you know, it was, I pray I don't walk or trip on any of the cords, uh, fall off the stage. Uh, I pray that, you know, the water that I have uh, doesn't fall and distract people. Right? Those are little different prayers. But the other prayer I prayed for today was, Lord, just take this message, take me speaking, and speak for me. Right? I would have never done that freshman year jumping into varsity. But now that I've at least practiced a little bit more and grown in it a little bit more, I'm able to do that. And that's really the hope of Churchquake. That is the goal of everything that we're doing here so that we're able to grow together and be able to grow in that. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you. Um, One, Lord, for the AC. I know it's hot in here. Um, But two, Lord, I just thank you for your word. And I thank you that you've laid out just a roadmap for us to be able to practice the spiritual disciplines, to be able to really dive in. And, And I thank you, Lord, at least for the disciplines, being able to see your will and to be able to see your heart through them, God. I pray for our congregation today, Lord, that for us here in the building, for us watching online, Lord, that we're able to just be able to take that step towards you in this discipline, Lord, and be able to see you more clearly through the spiritual disciplines. Let's in your name I pray. Amen.